0: I haven't podcasted in two years, but I was sitting in my car and I have all of my podcasting equipment with me. So I just, I felt like now was a great time. But my thoughts have still been running wild, and I'm so grateful and excited to have the time to do this again. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for listening. So, There's a quote that I read a while ago, and it's made me realize how much I've changed within these last few years, especially with my anxiety, as I feel like it was at its peak. And the quote is, I am not what I think I am, and I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So I just wanted to analyze this people pleasing has always been something i've been trying to work on because i grew up quite lonely my greatest goal was always to be liked but of course people will still dislike you for their own reasons sometimes we're incompatible sometimes we don't have the same values sometimes people just aren't interested in your character or your energy or Maybe they were just having a bad day and projected that onto you. The very qualities that make you likable to one person are the exact same qualities that will make you unlikable to another person. And I would, and still oftentimes, take it so personally and overcompensate to appeal to these people and win over their affections. Even if I don't even like these people Even if I would never trade positions with them because that's how little I liked them. Sometimes it would work. Maybe they ended up liking me a little bit more once they got to see me for who I really was. But I was always exhausted by all of these relentless efforts. And just the thought that these people didn't like me or thought poorly of me would run through my mind. I remember my brother Alex and I, we were talking and he told me that he always had this subconscious pressure for every interaction that he had with his friends. He told me that he took on the responsibility to make sure that each interaction that his friends had with him would be an unforgettable experience. He always felt this pressure to ask engaging and fun questions and to listen deeply and to overall make sure that these people had the best experience with him. And that conversation was so groundbreaking for me because I've always felt the same pressures myself. Being a people pleaser is in some ways my anxiety grasping at control. I felt like I had control in my image which in turn controls people's perceptions of me and if i knew i was doing everything i could to make everyone around me happy then i could rest easy knowing that i was on good terms with everyone that knows of me and within these past two years i feel like the people pleaser and anxious feelings within me have only been amplified even though i feel like these emotions were at bay just a few years ago I feel like I am just naturally anxious at my core. I have noticed my anxious attachment, my avoidance and fear of conflict, and my intense impulse to appease. I felt like I was in a prison where I felt like I couldn't ever do anything wrong and that I had no room to. And I think... It was because I felt a huge drop in my confidence within these last two years. I felt like I didn't have enough to offer because I was so critical of myself constantly, despite doing everything that made me proud under the sun. I felt like I needed to earn respect and approval from everyone that has ever known me, rather than relishing in my own glory. And... Only now, now that I've moved out of college and away from constantly being around people for the summer, am I realizing how important it is to be seen and heard in honesty, sometimes more so than being liked. I'll give an example. (laughs) So I got out of a relationship a while ago and with a breakup, I feel comes drama and people talking because people have questions and that's granted. but my anxiety would keep me spiraling constantly, just worrying about the false narratives people could have been saying about me. Like, everyone probably thinks I was a horrible person because why else do two people break up? Um, no one realizes how good I was to my ex and how much I sacrificed and communicated and was understanding and forgiving each day and all these things and... It really scared me, the thought that people think they could have you figured out and how they may have negative false narratives of you despite not knowing anything about you. It feels super unfair when you hear these things people think about you. And as someone who takes so much pride in practicing being kind and gentle and mindful and grateful... I felt like I had no control of who I was anymore. I now thought I was all of these negative things and I began adopting all of these fears into who I fundamentally was. And it was torture how paranoid I was of everyone around me. I had this crazy impulse for so long after my breakup just to set things straight with everyone who knows me and to tell my side of the breakup and just make sure that everyone still understood me this is a common thing within anxiety just the sudden and constant feeling that everyone around you hates you or is against you this takes me back to the quote I read I am what I think you think I am and because I started thinking everyone hated me or thought negative things about me My ego was killed. I felt like I had lost all sense of myself. I didn't remember the goodness within myself. It felt like I was growing backwards, and that's the danger of being a serial people pleaser. I've been feeling a lot of pain recently because of this. I'm very sensitive, and up until recent, I used to take everyone's words straight to my heart. When people would critique me or treat me badly, it would affect me on a deep level. It would stick in my head for a long, long time. I was very vulnerable emotionally and people's words would go straight to my head. And there are so many reasons why someone could be criticizing you. And Because of that, it's unfair to yourself to be immediately internalizing all of these comments. But you owe it to yourself to build a barrier between yourself and other people's words. And I'm reteaching myself this slowly, but I wanted to talk about how I go about this. Especially if you're anxious like me, hopefully you can take something from this too. If you hear something that's... Holy shit, my mouth is smacking. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm giving that in. That's so cute. <laughs> okay, anyways, if you hear something that someone's saying about you and it's upsetting, instead of immediately taking to heart and as fact, you have to analyze it. Who said it? Why are they saying it? You analyze if they're projecting or if they're bored or if they even have your best interest at heart. Analyze that. Analyze what they might be going through at a personal level. Do you know if they might be going through something and that's making them react this way? I see people's actions are just projections of their life and That's why you have to analyze the things you hear and decide if it's worth taking it seriously. Nothing anyone says should ever be taken at face value. I think that's super dangerous. There are always things below the surface behind people's words that could be influencing their behavior that has nothing to do with you. I feel like people can also get on their high horse when they're gossiping about you or criticizing you and forget that you're also human. Their words are usually rooted in an insecurity or pain or something (laughs) that it puts people into a trance and they don't even realize that they're gossiping that hard or saying these harmful things but if you want to add some humanity into the conversation or if it gets to a point where you want to confront these people say something like (laughs) like what that was mean that really hurt my feelings that you'd say that about me why are you even talking about me like this I don't know just adding some humanity into the conversation Let the other person realize that they're being difficult. Let that shake them up a little bit and allow them to pull back and regain perspective. Give them that wake-up call and give them the opportunity to rise to the occasion and to be a better person. Throughout the peaks of my anxiety, I learned that when your happiness depends on the actions of others, you're at mercy of things you cannot control. And I feel like I had lost all control of myself. I've been so anxious within these last few years. So I feel like TIFF two years ago would have been like, Oh my gosh, duh, you know who you are. And your friends know who you are. And your family knows who you are. So why does anything else matter? Everything else is just noise. You can't control what other people say, but you can control how you react to it. And that seems so obvious if you're not anxious, but as someone who has been trying to stand tall again from these anxious thoughts, it didn't come as easily to me when I was overthinking. It's human to want to be liked and it takes time to rebuild that strength within your mind. And I also think it's a lesson learned about how growth truly is not linear (laughs) i was so hard on myself these last two years of my anxiety getting worse and i felt like i lost my way and my identity (laughs) there is this taylor swift and baby bridgers song called nothing new and it runs through my mind constantly There's this lyric that she sings and it's how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? And I think it describes my growing pains so perfectly. I thought I had all of these tools to help me conquer my anxious thoughts, but here I am feeling like I had been growing backwards. So I've been trying to face these feelings head on and... This is what I've come to learn about overcoming this fear of anxiety, people-pleasing, and identity. If you spiral like me, or if you feel like everyone is out to get you and is against you, you have to become very conscious of these false beliefs and start shifting into a mindset that actually serves you. I think this is easier for me to tell someone, than to believe for myself, but no one deserves to be under that amount of constant stress and panic and suffering. Nothing could possibly ruin our lives more than these irrational thoughts that we think people have of us. They call the anxious mind the monkey mind. I've learned this in Buddhism, but the monkey mind swings from branch to branch quickly, and grabs attention to every single spiraling thought. When your mind is anxious and your thoughts are racing, you give energy to unproductive and repetitive thoughts, which usually aren't even true. It's difficult to know what to tell your monkey mind when it's dwelling on the past or spiraling about the future. Like, people can tell you to live in the present moment and you'll feel better. But what does that even mean?! For me, it's all about relearning how to make your mind your friend again. We are defined by the narrative that we write for ourselves every day. Are we starting our days off with joy, gratitude, love, or kindness? Or are we writing stories of guilt, shame, and failure? When these anxious thoughts arise... I've learned to respond to them with compassion rather than indulging in them. My mom reminds me constantly that nothing owns you. No one's thoughts, no one's actions, no one's projections. Nothing owns you. It means detaching from your selfish interest, from being right, from being seen in a certain way, from what you want right now only by detaching can we truly gain control of the mind my mom tells me that detachment is not that you own nothing but that nothing should own you so stop over explaining yourself to people who are committed to misunderstanding you you don't need to earn or beg for love and acceptance and Not everyone needs to hear and know your full truth. It already exists within you. Every summer I delete all of my social media and almost instantly do I feel a rush of relief. I do it to detach from all the noise. I do it to give myself a time of silence. Every summer do I relearn that being silent for long periods of time brought up completely different issues. I always find myself thinking, who am I when I detach from other people? Why do I need to talk and overcompensate for myself? Why can't I just be in my thoughts? (laughs) What can I find in this silence that I can't get anywhere else? I never had this overwhelming experience with social media up until recent, but I found that giving yourself all of this time with no branches to grab or swing to, it will only discipline your mind. For me, it helps me work on breaking down my fears and anxious thoughts through detachment, rediscovery, purpose, and focus. And I realize that because I don't have access to social media anymore, I've given myself the luxury of having nothing to prove. I have nothing to prove. Despite having such high expectations for myself, I don't have to be perfect. All I have to worry about now is practicing the core values that I preach, but I don't have to be flawless. So I've mentioned that I try to detach from these anxious thoughts in my head, but what might that look like? I said I love deleting all of my social media. But if that doesn't work for you, you can have conversations with yourself or your buddies to reframe your worries. You can journal. You can abstain from gossip, complaining, comparing, and any other bad habits. You can practice gratitude because try feeling anxious and grateful simultaneously. (laughs) You can't. When you're present in gratitude, you can't be anywhere else. And, not to sound corny, but I think that any opportunity to feel grateful is an opportunity to take. And, you can stay in the present moment. (laughs) I learned that when I was wallowing in sadness and negativity, it reinforced a sense of sadness and negativity within my everyday. But until I cultivated compassion, joy, and inner freedom, then I built up a kind of resilience. And then I began to face life with confidence. We train our brains and in the end, it's your mind that translates the outside world into happiness or misery. I think one of the best things I've grown to appreciate too is despite having people who may not like you, or at least that's what you think, (laughs) you will always have people who make you feel understood, safe, and heard. If the people who know me at my core see a character flaw within me, it would be important to pay attention to if they're coming to you from a genuine and gentle standpoint to help you. But if the person who is criticizing you doesn't know you at all, then you can look at it as well, we're probably just not meant to be any closer than we are then. We will continuously make mistakes and we have to relearn to forgive ourselves for that too. I'm relearning how to share love with people without constantly sacrificing myself in the process. Now, my greatest goal isn't to be liked by everyone I know, but to practice the things that I value deeply and which I believe make me me i have my core values written on my laptop but some of them are constant gratitude eagerness wisdom self-awareness and sacrifice hopefully then will i become a magnet for people who also value the same things and be surrounded by people who fuel me that's what matters most to me now though i want to reach out and to make things right with everyone who may think poorly of me or has ever heard a bad thing about me, I have to also see myself as human and give myself some grace. Life is so abundant and full and as long as you are in love with who you are or in the process of getting to that space and practicing goodness, then maybe I am what I think I am. I am relearning this lesson again and though I cannot please everyone, I'm very pleased to be here and to be sharing my thoughts with you. Thank you so much for listening and for being here again. If you're not anxious, I hope this helps you better support your friends who are. But if you are anxious, I also hope this gives you a new perspective. Thank you so, so much again. I'm so happy to be podcasting again. Okay, bye-bye. Yay! (laughs) Hehehehe.